This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. 7.36 a.m. You're listening to The Morning Run. I'm Shazana Mokhtar with Wang Xiaoning and Philip C. We're turning our attention now to the trajectory of the U.S. and global tech sector, really. In 2023, we witnessed the notable resurgence of tech stocks from what was considered a disastrous 2022. Notably, the Nasdaq concluded last year with a remarkable 43% gain, while the Magnificent 7 experienced an impressive 75% surge. Across the industry, 2023 will go down as the year when generative AI reshaped the landscape. And in the big tech's year of efficiency, the sector witnessed the shedding of over 160,000 jobs in 2023. So who will emerge as big winners from the AI boom? And can the sector repeat its fortunes this year? For an outlook on the tech sector in 2024, we have on the line with us Jonathan Curtis, Chief Investment Officer at Franklin Equity Group. Jonathan, good morning. Thanks very much for joining us. Let's start off with getting a big picture out of the fourth quarter earnings season uh, that is in the thick of it at the moment. Uh, we saw the 30, we saw 30 S&P 500 companies reporting their results with 78% beating expectations so far. Yet the equity market in general hasn't been reacting as bullishly to these results. Why do you think that's the case? Oh, good morning. And uh, first of all, thank you for having me. Um, yes, I, I think that some of the tepid reaction is really a function of two things. One, I do not think investors are confident that inflation has been licked yet. And so the this pricing in of six rate cuts this year may be aggressive. And in fact, we've had some Fed governors come out and try and throw water on that. So there's some obviously some nervousness around that. And then I think investors really want to see if, in fact, we are, um, as we get deeper into earnings season, really in the middle of a soft landing in the U.S. or not. Certainly, there are a lot of risks out there right now with uh, challenges in the Red Sea. There's uh, certainly challenges in the Middle East. And so um, I think investors are a little cautious about uh, waiting for some good data points and a breadth of good data points before getting more optimistic. Okay, Jonathan, but we had some good news overnight. We saw tech stocks rally so much so that the Nasdaq 100 hit an all-time historical high. Do you expect this exuberance to continue? Well, yeah, certainly we, we 2023 was a very good year. I think in the introduction to this, you talked about the year of efficiency, and that's very much true. It was also the year of investors becoming convinced that we were getting closer to the end of the rate cycle, which was supportive of valuation multiples. But it was also the year when investors started to think deeply about the impact of generative AI. You had Sam Altman on just before uh, me, and at least in a quote, um, and he's talking about certainly the very broad impact that will come to knowledge workers, creatives, software developers, the healthcare sector from the advent of generative AI. We are very, very bullish on it. What we think is going to happen, not only will the Magnificent Seven continue to do well, but we think that there are a number of small and mid-cap companies that are exposed to some of the same themes that the Magnificent Seven are, particularly around AI, that are going to see a valuation catch up in 2024 as investors start to see the benefits of artificial intelligence begin to flow into their businesses, particularly in the second half. We will see that earnings growth from the small and mid-cap companies, and ultimately we expect there to be a, a solid catch up for those types of businesses in the tech sector. 
So give us a sense, right? Who else besides the obvious names like NVIDIA, Amazon, Microsoft, and you know that could actually be the beneficiaries of this whole AI resurgence? Yeah, well, uh, I just got off the phone with the management team of Synopsys. They announced the other day that they are acquiring uh, Ansys, um, and we talked at length about uh, their opportunity around AI, uh, particularly as chips need to be built in an era of slowing Moore's law, and there's increased need for getting performance out of those chips um, and doing that performance in a power envelope that um, matches what is available. Uh, a lot more simulation is going to be required. So Synopsys is seeking to combine with Ansys to uh, build more integrated chips and ultimately do more simulations of the systems that are going to be running to support AI. So there's one example of a company. They also do they also help companies design chips uh, to go after the opportunity for AI. Another name in the portfolio that we own is a company called Cloudflare. We believe increasingly that uh, developers, uh, users of smartphone devices are going to want to have access to very powerful language models. But in many instances, particularly in the emerging uh, world, they're not going to be able to have uh, large language models running resident on their phones. So they're going to want to be able to get access to these models and this compute capacity to support generative AI close to them. Cloudflare oper operates a global network that is very close to end users. They put GPUs in them. We think in the second half of the year, we're going to start seeing the benefits of those GPUs that have been deployed in the Cloudflare network. Jonathan, earlier you were talking about how everyone's watching to see whether the U.S. economy is going to get a soft landing or not, which points really to a lot of uncertainty about the economic conditions. How do you think that will impact expectation for earnings? Is there uh, expectations that we'll see margin compression uh, because of the rise in borrowing costs, etc.? Yeah, a very good question. Um, many com companies have not had to go through a refinancing cycle yet. Um, and they are all hoping and praying that rates start being cut before they have to go into that refinancing cycle so they can avoid uh, those pressures on earnings from um, uh, higher financing costs. Um, but I, I think when, when you look at the macro environment, we are actually quite encouraged. You see the consumer that is still uh, highly employed in the U.S., very low levels of unemployment. We are seeing real wages continuing to grow, albeit modestly. And the consumer represents about 70% of the U.S. economy. So if the consumer is spending, then enterprises are spending. We know that the Biden administration is very uh, aggressive right now with regards to spending. So we think the U.S. economy will go through uh, a soft landing, and that will give rise very quickly to the beginning of a new business cycle. And in fact, we are already seeing that getting started in the tech sector. When we do our own surveys of chief information officers, they're saying that they plan to do uh, increase their IT spending in 2024 after two years of cuts and austerity in this post-COVID era. Um, they are now finding they need to reaccelerate their investments. And top of their list is generative AI, cloud investments, and cybersecurity investments. So we are quite optimistic mm. for 2024. But Jonathan, it still feels like a U.S. story. Any opportunities in Asia and China? Yeah, we certainly we we are, we watch Asia closely. It is the second biggest place, particularly in China, uh, second biggest area for in, innovation. Our challenge investing in China 
is that we don't really know the rules of the road. Um, the Chinese government uh, is regularly seeking to change the rules. Um, they don't seem to be really eager to have their businesses grow like we want them to grow and become as profitable as we, as we think they can become. And so we have chosen to avoid uh, investing directly in China. Now, we are keeping our eyes open in other parts of Asia. We do have uh, exposure to a couple of interesting companies in Australia. Uh, we're doing some work on some businesses in Singapore right now. So we, we are looking around, but uh, certainly we are being very careful to avoid China because we simply cannot assess the risk there. Jonathan, thanks very much for speaking with us. That was Jonathan Curtis, Chief Investment Officer at Franklin Equity Group, giving us his take on the outlook for the global and U.S. tech sector. Sounding rather optimistic there about the uh, chances of a soft landing in the U.S. economy. Um, I think, yeah, that's what his uh, reading is. Yeah, and that this AI theme is is not just hype, it's real substance. And the benefits of it or the monetization of it will flow down to some of the smaller companies rather than just the name, the likes of... The top seven. Yeah, like the heavy mm. seven, right? The magnificent seven, mm. other than just NVIDIA, Amazon or Microsoft. I'm just curious, you know, not, not that long ago, weren't we all into the metaverse? <laughs> and that kind of just disappeared very quickly. So I'm not saying that AI doesn't have a role to play. But then at what point, how do you monetize it, right? That's right. Are people already paying for the service at this mm. current juncture? Not really. Uh, I, I, think, I think you bring up two questions here, the applications of it. And I think we've seen some applications take place there. The question is the time lag, right, between mm. seeing the idea fruition and seeing it actually implemented in time. But it feels like actually that time cycle is reducing over a period of time. So maybe that's why he's been more optimistic, right, that this year is the year. Yeah, apparently like the recently launched Samsung phone is a real game changer. It, yeah. it does translations on its own automatically rather than you having to program it. It thinks intuitively about what you need on your phone. So yeah, like you say, Phil, technology moves so fast today. All right, 7.47 in the morning. Let's head into some messages. But when we come back, we'll discuss the unusual activity on the FBM KLCI this week. Stay tuned to BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.